For many women drivers behind the wheel for Uber or Lyft, the flexible hours and the ability to juggle childcare has been a dream come true. But now, some drivers are coming forward and detailing the nightmares they face of frequent encounters of harassment or assault. This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining me today from San Francisco is technology reporter Selena Wang, who recently wrote about this for Bloomberg News. Thanks for joining us, Selena. Thanks for having me. Why did you first start reporting on this story? So I first got the idea for this story just from speaking to the own Uber drivers that I was having. I noticed that there were actually a fair amount of female Uber drivers I was having in San Francisco. So I'd once in a while struck a conversation with them, and I found that they had all sorts of stories to tell me from driving late at night, having inappropriate experiences with riders, and they were expressing a lot of fear and concerns around safety that they had driving on the job. So that gave me this idea to do a deeper dive story and podcast on this issue. And from there, I just started talking to more and more women, both on the record and on background. Can you share some of the stories that these women shared with you? So they're pretty compelling. Uh, One woman who I profile in the story, she was actually open to having her first and last name in the piece. So she actually started driving for the platforms after a cross-country move. Um, Her daughter was in a terrible accident, ended up getting paralyzed from waist down, and she needed to move all the way over to the East Coast from the West Coast to be closer to where she'd be getting medical treatment. And she told me that of the thousand plus rides she's done, several hundred of them have included inappropriate advances, uh, sexual harassment. She talks about uh, people grabbing her inappropriately while she's driving with her hands on the steering wheel. She says it's a common occurrence for her to be propositioned for sex or to be asked for drugs. And really in the stories of the women I was talking to, I was just really struck by how frequent these occurrences were. And part of the reason is that a lot of these women really need this money to to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. They needed to put food on the table. And a lot of them are actually mothers with kids and they want to drive at night because that's when they say they can make the most money. So that means they're often picking up men or groups of men from bars and that often can lead to inappropriate encounters. So these women who are talking about these instances of harassment or um, sexual assault, it's happening late at night when they are driving men home by themselves. And you said late at night is when they can make the most money. So then are they being... Uh, forced to drive during the day where they feel more safe and more comfortable and thus making less money? So all of these experiences, as I got deeper into my reporting, they are actually having an impact on their paycheck. Like you said before, these women do choose to drive at night because that is when they can make the most money per mile. But however, after each one of these unnerving incidents, many of these women tell me that they have to take a break from driving for the rest of the night, or sometimes they may even need to take a few days off from driving. And that has a real impact on how much money they're making because they're not on the road as frequently as a result of these instances and having to sort of recuperate. So how are these drivers expected to report uh, any type of incident that happens on a Lyft uh, or an Uber ride? So Uber and Lyft both have the ability for people to make reports in the app or through the 24-7 call line. And many of the women I spoke to said they do report these drivers. Lyft also has the ability where if you rate someone below three stars, they say you won't be paired with that particular rider again. However, some of the other women I spoke to say they actually don't bother to report some of these people because 
they tell me that when they've had an experience like that, they're just sort of shaken. And the last thing they're thinking about is reporting these people. And for some of them, they tell me that the sad truth is that they feel like even if they report the person, they don't think it's going to do anything. Because even if that person uh, is not being paired with them again, they know that they'll be matched with someone else, that that other person will be matched with another woman at some point. They just think it's this recurring cycle that they really can't do anything about. So some of these instances don't even get reported. And I also have to imagine that a common fear among women, uh, drivers like this, that like in the workplace when it comes to sexual harassment or assault, is the fear of retribution. That, does that play out here in these cars as well? Absolutely. Many of the women spoke to me about fear of retaliation. So if a man is hitting on them in the car, they feel like they have to let them down gently or go along with it because they don't want to get a bad rating. Uh, Bad ratings affect the ability of them to make money and stay on the platform. So they feel like they really need to keep a good relationship with the rider, despite however they're behaving. Um, Other women also told me they're worried about getting uh, wrongly reported for some type of accident, for instance, getting reported for driving intoxicated, even if they weren't, because a man was getting back at them for being rejected. So there are all sorts of thought processes that these women have. And while the platforms do take precautions to make sure that everybody's being rated fairly, um, there obviously are still instances where um, riders can get away with this. So where do these women tend to go to, to share their stories, um, to ask for advice, uh, to turn to help for So I actually ended up joining this private Facebook group for women Lyft and Uber drivers, and it now has over 10,000 members, and it was started in 2016. And it's really incredible to see the types of stories that the women share on this message board. I mean, they're asking questions, giving advice, sharing stories, not all of them negative. There are many positive stories as well, women talking about all the great tips they've gotten or um, sharing advice on how to make the most money on the platform. But they're are a fair amount of really, really terrible stories. I mean, in one post, a woman wrote that a passenger grabbed the steering wheel, sexually assaulted her, and that she actually ended up calling 911, and that passenger was jailed. I mean, another woman wrote that a male passenger actually slapped and hit her, um, hurting her back and shoulders, and she said she also called the police. So there is really, the type of stories on this messaging board really run the whole gamut. Are there well documented stories in the news of people being arrested or charged with crimes for these type of uh, attacks on drivers? There are some stories in the news about this, but really most of the media coverage, at least, about this issue has really focused on female passengers getting harassed by male drivers. That actually has been very well documented. And when I speak to female drivers, what they say is they feel like their voice hasn't really been heard because there's a whole other side to the picture. Not only do female passengers face a risk every time they get into a car, but the female drivers do as well. And that is really a new focus that these companies are having to grapple with as well, because they are starting to put more safety features for people paying the platforms to give them rides. But now they're also starting to pay more attention to the actual experience of the drivers. So ride sharing platforms are are fairly new to society. Um, Is there any academic research, though, that goes along with this this experience that these women are having and and comparing it to their their men counterparts? 
So I actually spoke to a professor who worked in cooperation with other academics and Uber to sort of figure out what exactly are the gender disparities between men and women on these ride-sharing platforms, because you would think that unlike in the workplace, there wouldn't really be any disparities because the algorithm is non-biased, it treats any driver the exact same way. But what was interesting was that they found there's actually a 7% wage earnings gap per hour between men and women. And there were several factors that explain this, including when and where they drive, um, how often they stay on the platform, how much experience they get. Because the more you drive, the more you learn how to strategically accept and cancel trips and make more money on the hour. And what this professor found was that women were quitting more often than men on the platform, and they weren't driving as many hours. And now the data doesn't show this, but based on the interviews I've had and the anecdotes, you could imagine that women aren't feeling quite as safe and comfortable on the platforms, and that's part of the reason why they're leaving at faster rates. What has Uber or Lyft's response been to your reporting? So I did spend some time speaking with Lyft as well as Uber's head of safety and consumer protection policy. And obviously these companies want to make it clear that they value the safety of riders and drivers and they take all reports very seriously. So when there is an allegation that a a driver makes, they will launch an investigation, talk to both sides. And Uber especially has made a lot of changes over the past year since the new CEO came in. Um, Travis Kalanick was really criticized for putting growth of the company ahead of safety of people on its platform, as well as employees inside the company. So when I spoke to their head of safety, she said, we recognize that we had a lot of improvement to do, and that's why they've been launching all of these new safety features. So both of the platforms recently uh, launched this uh, emergency button that allows drivers Mm -hmm. to immediately call 911 in the app, as well as make it easier for riders to share trips. And Uber recently launched a feature for drivers to share their trips with family and friends as well. So they're certainly working on it, but unfortunately, this is a systemic problem, and a couple of new features aren't going to solve it. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, considering the stories that you're being told, considering the data uh, that this report shows us, it just doesn't feel like enough is being done. And the women I talked to certainly don't think it is. They still feel like it is an uneven playing field and that these platforms want as many people riding as possible. So they're going to hold the drivers actually to a higher standard than the riders on the platform. And in China, Didi, which is like the Uber of China, has had many issues here, but mostly around female passengers being assaulted. And they've tried experimenting with various things like only matching up female drivers with female riders. But that also has issues because since there aren't as many women driving for these platforms in the first place, female passengers end up having to wait longer to get a ride. So it's a really difficult problem to solve. But I think stepping back and looking at the big picture, it's important to note that in the transportation industry overall, women make up a very small slice of the workforce. I mean, being in New York, where you are, you'll notice you rarely come across a female taxi cab driver. And that is shown in the data in terms of the percentage of women Uber and Lyft drivers. So this is a huge issue in the transportation industry overall. And um, advocates for these drivers say that these platforms need to put more of their brain power toward innovating on safety, not just on making transportation more convenient. Selena, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Make sure to follow Selena on Twitter. She's at Selena underscore Y underscore Wang. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.